Hello. Welcome to the Monk on the Mountain. So I hope you guys are having the best life you could ever have. I mean, where do we start? What are we doing? What are we trying to do? What are we trying to accomplish? Do you start your day thankful that you have one? Do you go to sleep at night grateful for everything you experience during the day? Have you even tried it? Part of the path of enlightenment is to achieve a state of bliss in yourself. Just connect to the normal life that we feel. You know, you probably feel regular most of the time, happy sometimes, sad sometimes. You ever notice that how you create reflects how you're feeling? Like if you're in a bad mood, if you're in a sad mood, more than likely you're probably not acting in the the highest, most possible good for all, right? I mean, you're not required to. You don't have to do anything. But there are those moments when you're feeling great, when you feel on top of the world, and you feel like you have more of yourself to give to the world and to people. So maybe that day you're a little kinder. Maybe that day you offer more. Maybe that day you offer more to yourself to your loved ones, to your world. Maybe that day you figure out something that's been bothering you for a long time. Now imagine how you would create if you lived in bliss. If you actually had bliss. I mean, when, when, when I say bliss and when you read about it or hear the word bliss, what does that really mean? I mean, it's not something that they taught us in school that we should, we should seek to attain, you know. I will define bliss like this. It is a complete harmony and understanding of your reality coupled with an excitement, a pure joy, an appreciation just for having the ability to experience it. We have before us a choice. We have before us the choice to decide what energy we create with, what mindset, what frequency of being. And it's a choice that we weren't taught, but it is the most important choice. It's the single choice of our entire life. What energy are we creating from? Are we creating from fear, manipulation? Are we deciding that we don't want certain outcomes, so we act in a way to avoid them or to create a reality where we don't have to encounter them? Or are we creating in a way where we're going toward desired outcomes? Two different ways of living, two different ways of being. Are you acting because you want to avoid outcomes or are you acting because you want to create outcomes? It's much easier to create, I promise you. And by creating the reality that you want, you're inherently avoiding the experience you don't want. So let's focus on what it is that we want. Let's focus on what it is that we desire. I would say 99% of everything that we desire is an expression of self. If you want to travel, you want to experience yourself reflected in new places and with new people. You want to learn more about the world and you want to learn more about who you are in the world. We have this opportunity every single day, every single moment, everywhere that we go. Capturing it is as easy and as simple as just becoming aware in the moment. 
How am I acting in this moment? What am I being here? What do I feel? How are the thoughts in my mind reflecting the feeling state of my being? How much love do I have in this moment? Start holding yourself to a standard of love and to bliss. You'll find that the bliss state is it's like a fleeting almost where it's you you come into it accidentally and when you're there you're just you feel so good that it leaves you and you forgot how you got there or what it was well you can meditate into bliss truly you can meditate into harmony you can meditate into excitement and appreciation I think meditation's got a weird rap over the the past few generations. I think that whenever anybody thinks of meditation, they think of someone uh sitting in silence. They think of a monk, you know, the the a, a poverty lifestyle perhaps or just sitting quietly not thinking and then people will say like, "Oh, that's avoidance. Your meditation isn't facing your problems." And you know, that's just people who don't know what meditation really is because meditation isn't actually just sitting in silence. Like, yes, the body, the the voice is silent and the eyes are closed, but the awareness is grown. You're more aware in meditation than you are in your waking life. And people who haven't ever taken the time to meditate may not understand that, but those of us who have sat down in our awareness have learned have seen our awareness grow. They have seen themselves become a different aspect of perception and of consciousness. So meditate, try it, sit down, become aware. And what you'll find is that it's the opposite of not facing your problems. As a matter of fact, what happens is you raise your awareness to a point where you can clearly see repetitive thought patterns. You can clearly identify the triggers that have been affecting you throughout the past days or weeks or years even. And in that moment, you can decide to shift them. You can decide to be different. You can decide to have a different mind, a different perspective. You can decide to shape your life different and you can see how the ideas that you have had and the way that you have interacted with the world have shaped your life in that moment. Meditation is bringing back your power, taking back your power. I want to encourage you. I want to encourage every single person in the world to sit down and come into awareness. Come into awareness of your mind. Come into awareness of the state of your being. Come into awareness of the feeling state of your body. You see, when you do this, when you come out of it, you don't lose that awareness. That's the gift. You go into the void of self and into the perception of your own awareness and you steepen your connection to your reality and your connection to your own experience. So what happens is the next time you have a meal, the next time you eat, you can feel how your stomach has been affected by that meal. You can feel how your energy has been affected by what you ate or drank. You'll notice how you feel when you're around different people. You'll notice how you feel when you're with yourself. As you increase your 
state of awareness and the level of your awareness, you'll become your own teacher. You'll be able to learn from yourself. You'll be able to learn from your environment. You won't just be experiencing and reacting and riding the roller coaster of life. Instead, you'll be in control of every aspect of it. You will be able to make the decision on how you interact with your world. When you're faced with the same things that maybe you acted the same way every single time throughout your whole life, after some meditation, you'll notice that, whoa, I am falling into a pattern. I'm about to react in the same way I always have. And in this moment, I'm going to react different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to decide to put something different into the world now. And in that moment, you just had evolution. You just broke a cyclic pattern. You've broke a karmic cycle in a sense. And that's one of the victories that we need to celebrate. It's one of the things that as we take every single step toward our growth, we need to be proud of ourselves. We need to appreciate what we've done for ourselves and be thankful and realize that every single person in the world has that ability. And by us doing it, we're putting it into the world. By us being that thing, that means it exists. You know, I don't like that they say, you know, you can't teach an old dog new tricks or people never change. People are stuck in their ways. It's not true. People just don't know how to change. They don't, there's no roadmap. There's no blueprint. I mean, there's a ton of programs for sure. But that's outside of themselves. The change has to come from within. It has to come from a decision that they want to experience something different, that they want to be something different. And I'm not saying the change is just the easiest thing in the world. You have to decide that you want change. You have to decide that you want to be different. You have to decide that you want a different experience. The definition of insanity, as they say, is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. Well, what is it when we don't necessarily expect a different result, but we don't realize that we're doing the same thing all the time? We don't realize that we're in a patterned response probably conditioned into us from childhood. Each of us has received the best and the worst of our parents. And you know it. You know which part of your mom or dad your strengths. You know which part of your mom and dad are your weaknesses. A lot of us were conditioned to know how to interact with our partners and our family based on the way that our parents interacted with each other and with us. You know, that's a really deep pattern, a really deep programming in our mind. But it's not the end-all be-all. You truly have a choice. You can heal those patterns. And some of us, it doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, 50, 80, 90. It doesn't matter. You could have went your whole life with the patterns that were put into you, the programs that were programmed into you in your childhood and go your whole life with them and not realize that you've been propagating a generational curse, as they say. You know, generational curse, that's like a, a word, a phrase that's new in culture and especially uh, in spiritual culture. Allow me to give you my definition of it. These generational curses are essentially the patterns. Like the worst parts of society that were put into our parents' parents and that transferred from generation to generation and landed on you. Maybe it's bigotry or gambling or racism or substance abuse or violence or lying. Each one of those is a curse. I mean, it's a curse on the world. It's a curse on yourself. 
it's a curse on all creation. So if you were brought up by parents who have had any of those issues, and, you know, generational curses, they don't necessarily have to be like the worst aspects either. They could be simple aspects as far as maybe being too introverted, maybe not standing up for themselves, maybe being beaten down and broken. And maybe you come from a long line of broken people, people who never felt that they were good enough. And it's time for you to change that. It's an opportunity for you to change that. You can change that in the moment right now. You can truly heal your entire lineage from here on out. And the beauty of it is that you can give it back to your parents if you're fortunate enough to have parents that are still alive. You can take your healing back to them. You could acknowledge the gifts that they gave you and you could share with them how based on what you've become, you've been able to heal the parts of them that were wounded in you. We carry so much without knowing. We carry so many programs. And I've, I've said the word program a lot, but it's extremely valid for this point. Our mind, our brain is, is the biological computer that runs our body. And the autopilot ego absorbs these programs. We get programmed from childhood, from our media, our social media, our social norms. And every country, every culture has a different set of programming. Some very similar and some very different. What's important to know is that you can change the programming. This metaphor is perfect for that. You can literally uninstall the program and install an upgraded operating system. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what our goal is. That's where the limitless growth takes place in what quality operating system we can evolve into. You're limitless in your ability to upgrade your operating system. You're limitless in your ability to change your programming. If you feel stuck, you can be different. You can be a completely different person. You're not stuck in your personality type. Don't believe that for a second. If you've always had a short temper, it's a perfect opportunity for you to grow your fuse, for you to increase your levels of patience, for you to practice more acceptance, for you to release entitlement. I love the idea and the concept that every single person can grow and can be completely different. Feel that in yourself. Feel that you could be a different thing. You truly have an infinite world inside of you to experience. As we grow in spirituality and in consciousness, we unlock deeper parts of ourselves, deeper expressions, deeper feelings. And our body acclimates to this process. It becomes more sensitive. It becomes more aware. We become more attuned to the food that we eat and what we drink. We become more attuned to what we consume with our eyes. I know that some of you are aware of this, but your diet isn't necessarily just what you eat. It's what you consume in all ways. It's what you consume in your hearing, what you consume in your sight, what you consume in social media. All of these natural connections we have with the world are, are portals for us to download and to receive information. So if you're listening to music all the time that has similar themes and 
similar ideas, you're going to be subconsciously programming these ideas into your mind. If you're watching the news that's consistently fear-based and constantly trying to keep you in your home and feeling divided from other members of society and divided inside yourself based on your own thoughts and feelings, you're programming that division. And then when you go out into the world, it's in there. You see other people and you, you see division and you're looking for ways to divide and to be separate. You know, what you consume on social media, the people that you follow, as you scroll through your feed, what are you really seeing as you spend hours of your life on these phones and you're just scrolling through Instagram or Facebook? What are you consuming? What are you taking into yourself? At the basic level, when we consume a food, our super intelligent body takes the pieces of that food it needs to become more, to become whole and healthy and energetic. And then it discards the unnecessary material and we keep the cycle going for our entire lives. When you consume social media or media, what parts of it are you taking to nourish yourself and to give yourself vitality and energy and growth? And what parts of it should be thrown away? How much of it is really nourishing? How much of it is really excrement? Think about it. Think about your relationships with everyone, your lovers, your peers, co-workers, friends, strangers. How is your diet affecting your relationship with people? How is what you consume affecting what you project? Simple stuff, ladies and gentlemen. Simple, simple ideas. Huge transformation. You have the whole world available to you. You can truly achieve a standard of consciousness and a standard of self that transcends anything mankind has ever known. Bliss consciousness. I have had many glimpses of bliss consciousness. Many experiences of absolute ecstasy, absolute bliss, absolute appreciation and humility and connection. And almost every single time I've experienced this, I was moved to an exceptionally precious emotional state, an extremely heightened frequency of awareness and compassion. And almost every time I was moved to physical tears because of the ecstatic nature of reality. It got to a point where my new growth was to grow myself, my soul and my heart and my mind to be stronger so that I could attain and hold on to the bliss state for longer, to harness it without feeling crushed by it. My poor ego. And it's a magnificent adventure. Now, I also want to tell you that from the high mountain view of bliss, from the sky down acceptance, it takes effort and consistency and dedication to maintain the state of awareness, the state of being. And I hate to say it, but in this society, in this world we have now, it's not exactly 
easy. I wouldn't say it's hard either, because if you want something, it's just about putting in the work and the discipline and the consistency. But I sympathize and I have extreme empathy and compassion because our jobs are difficult. They become stressful. Not everybody we work with is a consistent meditator and is practicing mindfulness. Not everybody we pass on the street is doing the best that they can for all parties involved. Not each moment of our entire day are we filled with extreme gratitude and bliss and humility. So in this society, doing this work is so sacred and so special. If you need to be a one-person one show where you're the game, you're the crowd, you're the announcer, and you're the score, all at the same time, I celebrate you. Be your own cheerleader. Be your own star player. Score your own goals. Keep track and celebrate. I do um, work with people, one-on-one, spiritual mentoring and, and training. And together we take on some really serious stuff, really deep trauma, really deep expressions and experiences, things that people have been holding on to for years of their life. And we go in with the open heart. We go in with the heightened awareness. We go into ourselves, into our meditative state, into the void, and we heal. And we create space. We create love. And we fill that space with our love. We bring our love and give it to our inner child. We give our love to our wounds. We give our love to our parents. And once we feel that we've healed any bit, we celebrate it. We ground it into our being. And we move on to the next thing. Every moment is an opportunity of healing. Every moment is an opportunity for growth. You can't give up on yourself, ever, no matter what. No matter how you feel, no matter what's happening, no matter what patterns you're in. You cannot give up on yourself. You can't. You cannot. You have so much to offer this world. You have so much love to give. You have so much light to shine. We can't afford to lose you. As we walk on this journey together, as we shine light on each other, as we raise each other's spirit, as we watch the world shift more and more into a state of enlightenment, into a state of mindfulness, into a state of love, you will be celebrated. No one wants to be the first. No one surely wants to be the last. But there's been a lot of groundwork laid by the past generations. There have been teachings since the dawn of time to lead us to our enlightenment with the goal of healing our cultures. That groundwork, that sacred ground that we walk on now, it's our destiny to inherit that torch and carry it forward. You don't have to do anything big. You don't have to start a podcast. You don't have to 
write a book. It's so much simpler than that. All you have to do is be light in this world. When you wake up, be loving and grateful. When you eat, taste your food. When you breathe, smell the air. When you speak, speak with love and integrity and truth. As you communicate with the world, communicate with empowerment. See the best in people. See the best in yourself. See the infinite potential in all things. Remember where you started. Remember how far you can go. There is such a beautiful game, such a beautiful theater that each one of us is playing a part in. And every one of us is the main character. And every one of us has the potential to change the entire game. So don't sell yourself short. Remember that God chose to take the form of you. And you are the most beautiful thing that the world has ever seen. Your only job is to be.